It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And the Calgary Flames have won the Stanley Cup! We're the winners! We're the winners! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Oh my goodness gracious, welcome everybody to Blasty's Corner. We are a brand new Calgary Flames podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings as well. My name is Grant Chung. Last year I did a Chicago Blackhawks podcast, but I have since jumped ship. Now we're doing my native Calgary Flames, uh, along with my co-host and good friend Chris Sardina. How are we doing today, Chris? Fantastic. I'm excited to talk some hockey. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking Flames hockey for a couple of years now. I mean, well, we've been fans for longer than that, but uh, we really only kind of reconnected the last couple of years here. So it's uh, it's good to have a co-host who wants to talk hockey. Yeah, I'm very excited. I guess we should probably start with the Flames offseason acquisitions. We can just uh, kind of talk about what we're looking forward to this year. Obviously, with the new Blake Coleman signing, he was kind of like the only major acquisition that we made, uh, aside from, of course, Mark Giordano being snagged by the Seattle Kraken. Let's let's start with your overall impressions of the Flames offseason, and you know what what your thoughts are on on Blake Coleman. Do you think he's going to make it that big of a difference coming in to a Flames starting lineup? Oh, those are all good points. Um, I guess I'll start with like a, a little ranking. I I don't really like the off season, but because I was maybe more on the extreme side for what I wanted the Flames to do. I don't know. We've been watching the same core, kind of hack away at it for a while and not really have any success. Not in the regular season. They had a good season once, but then that first round exit was obviously disappointing. So I was looking for some major change i mean and again that might be more of an extreme view but i think a lot of the fans are aligned with me on that um so overall disappointed kind of with the offseason because they i mean really just tinkered um that being said like blake coleman starting there i think he was a really good pickup actually i've been watching blake coleman since he was in new jersey and i think he offers a lot of speed a lot of grit and actually some scoring ability too which i mean we had uh simone and Richie on the front top line last year. So uh, really anything is an improvement over zero points. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, something that I'm excited about. And um, I mean, they might even try Manji up there, which I think is also good because I think he's an underrated player and uh, deserves a little bit more opportunity with the big, big guys. So I really like the Coleman pickup and, I'm kind of surprised he signed here after being on successful teams, but <laughs> happy about it. I mean, yeah, I can't complain. So that's a good one. And I actually like the, the Zadorov pickup too. I, I think he really, yeah, I do because um, I mean, uh. we, obviously we can't replace geo. Like that's an irreplaceable piece and, and a huge loss to the team and, and could hurt us. But um, um, Zadorov hits, I mean, he's, He's a little slow, apparently. I mean, I haven't seen too much of him, but I just remember that he was good in the playoffs against us, and he was against Johnny a lot of time and, and shut Johnny down. And um, 
um, maybe my memory's poor there, but uh, so I'm excited to see what he can. He's still young; like he's only 26 years old, and a lot of defensemen don't uh, don't get better until they're you know a little bit older. So we'll see what Sutter can can pull out of him. And I'm actually a little excited excited about that that signing. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I mentioned off the top of the hop here. I did Chicago last year. Yes. Big Z was there for, I mean, all year. Yes. Um, he was he was kind of like, he was the whipping boy of that Chicago Blackhawks defense. I mean, he was kind of like the, he was the TJ Brody of Chicago minus the offensive and sometimes decent defensive uh, contributions that TJ Brody uh, was able to provide. Zadorov, man, he's just a big body who can hit, but he labels himself as a shutdown defenseman. So far, I haven't seen it. I mean, he's he's kind of uh, he he he's a bit of a mess out there in his own end. Um, he doesn't really know uh, where he should be going defensively. Um, that's just kind of what I've seen from him in Chicago. But like you said, you know, Brent, uh, sorry, not Brent, but Daryl oh, Sutter. Dark days. Um, yeah, those are dark days. Shit. <laughs> Um, Daryl Sutter might be able to get some, pull something out of him. Like you mentioned, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but, uh, it, it does sound like, uh, Sutter had a huge impact on, um, Coleman deciding to sign there. I mean, he, he said it himself. He, I think his main factor that, uh, made Coleman make that decision of coming to Calgary was that he felt that, uh, Daryl Sutter's play style was, or coaching style was one that he uh will flourish in um and by all accounts too it, it sounds like i mean guy's a back-to-back former 20 goal scorer in new jersey um i am looking forward to to seeing what he can do because you know he's played up and down the lineup his entire career like you said he can bring grit he can bring that scoring ability which we severely lack outside of um really our top three uh Johnny, Monty, and Lindholm, and Kachuk, I suppose. Yes, but yeah. he didn't show that last year. No. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I I I did end up going to uh, the first preseason game against the Edmonton Oilers. That was a uh, a goose egg. <laughs> I'm sorry that you went. To yeah, that. that wasn't that wasn't great. I was, however, surprised at how many Flames fans were there. Um, yeah. As much as I mean, I say that, but it, it probably was. It wasn't, it, it was maybe 20%, probably a lot, like maybe 15% full. Um, but still, for a preseason tilt, I, I was pretty impressed with uh, with the amount of people um, that uh, that showed up. Um, a lot of them were Oilers fans, but, you know, what What mm. can you do? You can't really avoid that. But uh, I was impressed with Daniel Vladar too, man. Um, yes. I think that's a very underrated pickup that, uh, that we were able to snag out of Boston for a third round pick. Um, and the thing with Zadorov too, he's only going to be, uh, he's only on a one-year deal for $3.4 million, a little overpriced, but if worse comes to worse, it's, it's only $3.4 million for one year. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with Vladar, man. I mean, I know he hasn't had a stellar off season. He's let in a couple, uh, a couple goals, but I mean, you know, when you got, when you got all-star pick good Branson, back there helping him out you know we uh we kind of give him a little bit we kind of got to give him a little bit of leeway here but uh um yeah daniel vladar man i think uh i think he's going to be an underrated pickup he's he's going to help this team uh when you know markstrom needs a couple days off every now and then so um do you want to talk about the good Branson trade? Should we, uh, should we go? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, or not the trade. I guess it was a signing. Signing. Um, Let's yeah. let's okay. So, I think this is a hot take, but you believe you believe that uh, you believe. Sorry, my dog's going nuts on my deck here. Uh, but you believe that the signing of Eric Goodbranson to a two million dollar deal is a fireable offense. Yeah, I do. Would you like to expand on that? Sure. I mean, I guess 
I mean, Gabranson at this point is a journeyman, offers no upside. Um, is I mean, you want to talk about Zatorov being a whipping boy. Gabranson is Zatorov <laughs> times two. So anywhere he's been, everyone is happy to see him go. Um, I just don't know what he offers. And I guess there's a couple things that don't line up with it being a good signing. First of all, we have players that can play in that position that are better than him, younger than him, and have more potential and should be playing in the NHL. Mackey and Shillington. Like, I would take both of them over Goodbranson right now. I don't care that Goodbranson is eight feet tall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. He has zero puck skills and, and can barely move his feet. Like, I don't, I don't get the vibe. And, you know, he's a journeyman at best and, like, barely replacement, borderline below replacement level player. Um, you want to talk about depth? I don't see the reason of signing him. And then, but and also the contract. Like, why is it two million dollars? Why yeah. not league minimum? Like, you couldn't sign Good Branson to league minimum. Why are you even talking to him? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. And when you have younger players that are better and developing, and now they're just going to be sitting in the press box because we're paying Good Branson two million, so you can't sign him. It makes Brad look awful if he's in the press box. So we just know he's going to be in the starting lineup every night, unless he's totally awful, which I mean, he is going to be. So maybe we can get lucky and have him in the press box, but then you have $2 million sitting in the press box. So I don't know, just another, another item to add to Brad's um, horrible UFA signings in, yeah. his, in his career. Like it just does not make any sense. And I don't know where he's getting his information from, but I mean, <laughs> something needs to change there. Cause I mean, now you're, you're the list is getting long, right? Like it's Brower, Neil, Simone, Richie. Like there's a lot of players that come and, and go because <laughs> they're not yeah. really NHL players anymore. And Brad thinks they are. And this is just, this one just makes no sense. I just, I just I can't justify it anyway. Like I can't look at it from any direction and say, yeah, it makes sense to sign Good Branson <laughs> for two well, million dollars. Like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You you say that we have guys from free agency who come and go, but you know we we have one constant, Chris, one constant that yes. Brad Trilliving has has not never failed to 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 resign, and that's that's Michael Stone. Oh. <laughs> right and stone too oh man oh, like oh and he looked really fantastic in the preseason game against the the canucks Jeez, i mean he, well, he would he would win the the league in scoring if he knew if it was how to hit the glass and not the net but hey i mean you got me riled up about Branson, so <laughs> that's true i mean i, I think uh, i think part of it the only way i can see that michael stone uh, re-signing, uh, you know, working out is he, I don't know, maybe, maybe Brad thinks that there's some hope that uh, he can convince Mark to come over and play with his brother sometime. <laughs> well, he was a free agent and he did sign here. So I don't think that's happening. So yeah, I don't think so either. And that was back when stone was still a capable NHLer. So yeah. Yeah. Look, no kidding. I mean, but look, I mean, stone, here, here's the thing. Stone, I could see upside because you know what? He's got a cannon of a shot. So, I mean, if he's going to play, at least you can throw him on PP2 and then he gets, you know, a, we have a weapon from the point. Yeah. Good Branson. can hit the net, though. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean it's preseason. <laughs> I'm just, I'm giving him a little bit of a hard time. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. He, that is a weapon from the point for sure. Like, you have to respect the shot. Yeah. Like, we don't really have that on the team where you don't, like, that opens up a lot for a lot of other teams, too. Like, you have a shot from the point like an Ovechkin or, you know, someone like that where, or uh, Stamkos, you know, you have to respect that shooter. It opens up a lot of opportunities for other people on the power play. So um, I'm not saying Stone is those players. I'm just saying he has a shot and you have to respect it. So I could see why you signed him, but Gibranson, no reason. I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got to agree with you there. I mean, Buddy should change his name to Eric Bad Branson. Because I mean, it's just you know the the game that I was uh, that I was going to or that I was at, I guess one of the game, one of the the only time. So like nothing good came out of that game. Like we were outshot thirty nine to fourteen in the third period, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the one time that you know we won a face off, like we were uh, we were badly losing the face off draws as well. Yeah. Uh, but the one time we actually won a face off. Uh, the puck went back to Good Branson. He fumbles it, 
uh, gets pressured by the Edmonton Oilers four checker, gets by him, and he's gone. Yeah. Down the ice, breakaway, no problem, in the back of the net. Um, And that was, you know, the announcer called it unassisted, but it was directly because of Eric Branson that he was able to... Looking at a minus one point for Branson there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I, I... when I saw that signing, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, you, like you said, he's a journeyman. You know, maybe he's got some experience that, you know, these kids can learn from. But, like, there's nothing good about this guy. Like, he's he, defensive metrics even show him as, like, the one of the worst defense, defenders on the ice. Yeah. Like, yeah, you all season ra- last you can't You can't rationalize it. And, you know, not to dump on a guy who just came to the city, but, I mean, it's just <laughs> – it doesn't <laughs> – it doesn't make much sense. I mean, he's just, he's not at the NHL level anymore. And I think there's a lot of evidence, not just opinion to back that up. So, yeah. Um, well, especially when you see a guy like Sammy Vatanen signing in Switzerland or wherever he ended up signing, like you can't, you can get Vatanen for yeah, he would like league too. minimum. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, some, you know, at least he can move the puck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's not the Sammy Vatanen from Anaheim, but oh. you know, he's, He's still serviceable. He can move the puck up and down the ice. Oh, for sure. And like, it's the two million that gets me the most. It's like, why is it two million dollars? <laughs> like, it's, it's there's no one else you could decide for two million. Like, oh man, I don't get it. But hey, yeah. Um, who else did we pick up in the offseason? I guess Werner. We we picked up too. Hey. He yeah, like, yeah. We picked up Werner. I mean, he's he's just going to be a third a yeah. backup, I guess. I, I I'm guessing he's going to be playing most of the time in in the AHL. I'm not sure what we're going to do with him, to be honest. He's actually, um, I, I thought he's looked pretty good. And I mean, maybe I'll get your thoughts on it too, but I thought he's looked pretty good in the, in the preseason so far. His he pads looks, have looks gotten capable. my attention. Mostly oh, yeah. actually his pads are fire. His yeah. pads were sick, man. Yeah. They were really so nice. nice. They actually yeah. like fit in well with um, like, I, I, I liked everything about it. It was, yeah. uh, they, they were the seat. The color scheme was, was, uh, was awesome. Like it, it, it yeah. fit exactly with um with the jersey and uh yeah i was i was i didn't get to see too much of him um because i mean he he came in um oh that's right midway through a, the game made an early exit <laughs> yeah uh, we we kind of yeah we I bailed we bailed <laughs> I, I just can't yeah I, well we stayed we stayed for the last 10 minutes or for the first 10 minutes of of the third period and then when nothing was going on we we're like you know what it's time our time is better served elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I I like picking up goalie prospects because we are incapable of developing a goalie prospect. I mean, we always have, like, really promising goalies that just vanish. Like, that list is getting pretty long, too. Like, Gillies, yeah. Parson. I mean, Parson's is still a prospect, but, I mean, yeah, he's not playing in the preseason, and he's not in camp, and it's like, oh, he's just another injury, injury goalie that, uh, well, he it, so. he uh, is not in camp because he. I, I think he's refusing to get vaccinated. Oh well, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. yeah, yeah. Like he he was not in camp. I read that he wasn't in camp. Um, actually, Treleving said that he's not in camp because he didn't satisfy uh, okay. the COVID procedure. Okay, so yeah, he's not vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. So I, but I don't know. I don't know. It it, it could be such that. You know, he, he might not be an anti-vaxxer. Like, he, he could just be... Because there are guys... I, I know Mackenzie Blackwood, for example, of the New Jersey Devils, is uh, the only Devils player who's unvaccinated, but that's because he has um, health conditions. Yeah, okay. Um, and he mentioned that uh, he... Well, he has asthma, and he contracted COVID, and it was a really, really hard time for him. Yeah. Uh, so I think he might be you know, health concerns, it's, it's, it's a little worrisome, um, with that too. So that it, it could be that, um, maybe he'll get it eventually. Uh, but you know, like you said, it's, it's another, it's looking like probably a lost year for, for Tyler Parsons, who's, you know, we, we've been hearing about for a while. Um, and stock full of potential, yeah. right? Like just yeah, everything was showing like he would, be a great goalie and it just hasn't panned out and it, he's not the only one like we've had quite a few like Irving was was that at one point too I yeah. believe and Leland Irving 
you know, we've had a lot of like Laurent Bossois. Yeah, Laurent Bossois. I mean, he turned into an NHLer, a backup, but backup, I mean, but not yeah. in our system. We, we traded him for him to get there, and then he gets a yeah. chance, and uh, now he's a backup. I mean, better than what most of our goalie prospects turn out. And I think like Wolf now is the next is the next one. And again, like another very promising prospect, like um, just backing up Carter Hart, similar numbers, I think. And he's winning all these accolades at the junior level. Does it translate to the NHL? We'll see. I mean, UC Saros is an NHL goalie and Dustin Wolf was bigger than, than him. So I think there's potential, but I don't know if we can yeah. develop it. Um, We'll see. Well, I mean, we have the guy for the next five years. And theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. But Wolf's only 20 years old. Yeah, he's a very young kid still. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's, he's the, like, that's time. that's good. Like, that's good to know that he's there, right? Like, he's just got to keep developing, keep growing. Um, and honestly, it's, it's up to him to force his way here, right? Uh, he just Absolutely. has to continue working until, um, you know, he starts... Uh, basically until management can't afford to keep him down anymore. So, yeah, we'll um, see how he does in the AHL and, you know, what kind of numbers he puts up and yeah, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good year. I think he might have an adjustment period at the beginning. So I, I, I'm predicting that he'll have a little bit of a rough start, but then maybe pick it up as he, as he learns the league a bit. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's, that's a good, uh, I think that's a good track for him, I think, to, to go forward. And I mean, that's, that's basically what uh, Daryl said all camp, right? Like he's, he's kind of running the show. Um, you know, he, he's made it clear that the veterans are going to be the ones who make the NHL team um, guys. Uh, he's, he's kind of separated the camp into three tiers, right? The guys who are in the juniors and um, on professional tryouts, they're just kind of there to, you know, grow, get that experience and then the PTOs to really show that they have something. Um, and then they have the, uh, the guys just below like the Jacopella chase and the, um, Matthew Phillips, Glenn Gaudens, uh, those guys need to show what they can do in cramp. And then, you know, obviously the vets are, are there to work from day one. So, um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it looks like training camp's going pretty well so far. Uh, preseason, I think we're going to continue to see more vets come into the lineup. Um, but let's we'll take a quick break here, and then uh, we'll come back and and start talking about what line combinations that look best uh, on paper, and and you know what what we predict uh, is going to happen this this season. So we'll be right back after this. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Week three of the NFL is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any game this week to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your province, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Single game wagers are available to Albertans through PlayAlberta.ca. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. All right, welcome back, guys. Back to the line combinations, Chris. What do you think? What What do you think? Ideally, is our is our is going to be at the top line? Do you think the Lindholm Coleman Kachuk line is going to stick for a little while, or do you think Sutter's just going to play around with that for a little bit and see what fits there? Well, I uh, I think it's going to be another year of like the pairs system. I think Sutter likes that style too. So I think we're definitely going to have a rotating winger on our top two lines. And I wouldn't even say we have a, a top line anymore. Like we have Johnny and Monaghan and Kachuk and Lindholm. And they're kind of like a 1B, 1B, in my opinion. Like whoever yeah. sauce with them, that's kind of good. I mean, within the, the team itself, <laughs> league-wide, probably not <laughs> some, but <laughs> especially Monaghan. That's a different story. But um, yeah, he's been injured, I guess. So he's always injured, though. So. Um, yeah, I think Colvin and Andrew uh, fit there the best out of anyone on the team. Uh, and I think they really should just rotate the two between the two lines and then, you know, keep Kachuk and, and Lindholm together and Monaghan and Goudreau together. I mean, maybe you see Dubé up on those on the top two uh, sometime during the year if he's not playing center, which I don't think he will be. He's been playing center in the preseason, but... Um, I think that's the best that we're going to see. And I mean, hopefully Johnny and Monaghan can rebuild some chemistry again and, and maybe build some chemistry with a, a winger. I mean, I don't know if you saw the presser with Johnny, but he complained a bit about not having a, a winger to play with. He was complaining about, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, every year we have a bunch of people to play with and he wants a winger like I think he just wants Hoodler back. Just resign Hoodler and he'll be Yeah, happy. just sign Yuri back, man. Yeah, yeah. So the one guy who's fit really well with them. I guess Ferland did for a little bit too, but uh, it didn't last. So um yeah, I think Manjapani is the next guy. Like it's his spot to lose, I feel like, and um I think he's gonna rise to the challenge. Like he had a really good off season too, especially at the World Cup, so I'm really excited to see what he can bring to that line. A little bit of grit. He can win some puck battles, which Sean and Johnny can't really do in corners. So yeah, I think that's going to add a good element to that. And that I feel like that's been the strategy for the last few years. Like, oh, we're going to put a guy who can can win a be gritty and win win some win some puck battles and maybe provide some toughness on that line. But it really just hasn't panned out. Like Dominique Simone was. You know, he, play, he played well with Crosby, but who doesn't play well with Crosby? I'd play well with Crosby. It just <laughs> he would shoot it off me, right? Like, that's kind of a yeah. thing. And then <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick Ritchie is, I, I feel like, another uh, option. Just like, oh, he's big. He can get pucks out of the corner for them. But really, like, they can't play with the puck. So, um, Oh, my God. Yeah, Brett, Brett Ritchie was terrible in that I, game that I watched. Yeah. Just he... Yeah did not know what to do with the puck. It was like he had stone hands. He just, he just didn't know. Like he shot it right at the goalie. Yeah. And it's telling, it's, right? Because they're, they're playing yeah. against AHL competition. Like they're not yeah. playing against NHL competition. And these are supposed, and these are, that's the guy that we had on our top line last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that long ago. It's a few months ago. So yeah. Um, Fair. He hasn't changed. Like that's what we had. So Manjapani, we know we, he can play with skilled players. Like he succeeded with Lindholm and, and Kachuk and, and others so um, and as good five on five numbers which i think will really potentially to help john johnny and money so i think he's the best to, to fit with them um coleman could also go there but i just you know we don't know until we see what he can bring so i think just slot him in in the top six i, th I think he's definitely a top six player uh, yeah on this team like i don't think he should be anywhere else and he probably expects that signing here so slot him in with kachuk elias lindholm and 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 him and I think that's a really gritty one B slash second line I guess um, even though they could very well put more points up than our top line yeah what do you think yeah I I I like that I like that up there right because you got the trigger man and Kachuk um I, honestly all three of them are trigger men they, they all they each have a have a pretty good shot um I would even say. I mean, I would even say Lindholm's got the best shot out of the three of them. Yeah, Kachuk's got the best it. hands, uh, and Coleman's got that scoring ability along with that grit. So you're basically you basically have two Kachuks with Coleman up there. Um, 
throwing bodies around. So uh, I, I like I like that top line up there. The Johnny the Johnny comments. I mean, I I can understand what he's where he's coming from because I mean, yeah, you're you know, in my opinion, Johnny Gaudreau is the best player on this team. I agree. Um, so if you don't have somebody to compliment that guy, especially when Johnny is the size that he is, um, he's not going to find success, right? There's, there's only so much he can do. Um, but at the same time, he's, he's got to go into the corners and, and dig some pucks out. I mean, I know he's small, but I mean, fuck, even Patrick Kane back checks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, even Patrick Kane four checks, like, uh, not as much. I mean, you, you, but he's, he's Patrick Kane. Like you can, yeah. He just but has to anyways, be smart yeah. about it, right? Like, yeah, he, he he tries to go in second. I'm like, you don't have to go in second. Like, you can take a hit. Like, you're not. You're, he's gonna be fine. Like, you can outsmart the guy if you get the puck first. But like, you're not gonna win it back. And he's shown that he can't really win it back if he goes into a battle second. Yeah. Um. You know, that's me sitting in an armchair GM, but um, that's just you know an observation that you see. He'll he'll literally hold up even though he could easily win the race, just so he doesn't have to take a hit. And, yeah, um, that really doesn't pan out well to the playoffs, you know. So, no, well, that's that that is the reason why he can't perform in the playoffs is because these bigger guys just crush him. Yeah, right. And not only that, but they're slashing him all the time. They're holding him. There's just like it's 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 a different game in the playoffs. We know that. We understand that. Yeah, it um, limits his. It limits his effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you need guys who can do that stuff around him yeah. um and i i do hope manjapani is the is the guy who can do that but he can't do it alone like he's he's got to have some support and i'm hoping that you know johnny and monty can can provide that because we we every year we've seen the same thing right johnny's doing his thing button hook button hooking uh at the top of the circle and monahan's just lurking in the middle trying to get a shot off and guys are all over him because they know what he's trying to do um and then that third guy is just kind of lost in lost. translation, trying to figure out where he needs to be to get the puck. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Like they, they do kind of, I think they got to learn to to play with other guys as well. Like it can't just be about the Johnny Monty show anymore. You know what I mean? Like they Completely. need to learn how to evolve. And yeah. uh that's going to be what what makes it or breaks it, I think, for us in the playoffs in the playoff race this year. Yeah, I do. If we make it, you know, <laughs> we have to make it first. I mean, who knows? I think we we will. Um, but I mean, who knows? Like, we lose Geo. I mean, Geo had a tough year last year, but he was such a huge part of this team, and we haven't replaced him. We can't replace him, and um, I guess replacement by uh, committee is Zadorov and Good Branson. So, oh, sorry, bad, bad Branson. <laughs> So I don't know, like that's not a oh, that's boy. not a deal level of replacement. So and Valimaki looks like not better. In the no, he doesn't so look far. better. I'm so, I'm concerned. I'm actually uh, very concerned about Yusuf Valimaki because he, he had such promise and that knee, the knee. He I looks, think, yeah, he looks like a dud. Just he lost a step, right? You can't lose a step yeah. at the level, and he's young. But man, like his skating is not as good as you just can't. Yeah get there i think and i think the skills there that that's fine he just he can't open give himself more room more ice um mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not writing him off he's what 20 something like 21 21 he's 23 21. or something i'm not sure how old he is exactly but uh, yeah um, I mean, he's still young he's young very young but and that'd be disappointing because he had such promise you know yeah yeah he was supposed um, to be like the next like he was supposed one. to be our version of Thomas Shabbat or something. Yeah, exactly. And, right. But I mean, I'm not writing, writing him off. I think uh, he missed an entire year with a pretty bad injury. Yeah. So that is really tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you lose the year development that age. And then also you're just not skating. So, uh, and then to pop right back into the NHL, um, it's, it's tough for a kid, you know, especially mm-hmm. a defenseman. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, let's 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 step back into the Dubé discussion there too. Um, yeah. Just back to the forwards, and then we'll move on to the defense. Sure. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I really like Dylan Dubé, but he's kind of been boxed out of the top six. 
um back with playing back to playing with do uh with Backlund now but you know that line of Backlund Pitlick and Dylan Dubé it might be a pretty effective line like I could see Sutter rolling that line against um the other team's top guys uh because mm-hmm. you know the three of them are pests um Dubé not so much but he's got the the most skill well yeah yeah I'd say he's got the most skill out of the three of them yes. um and uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you think of Tyler Pitlick? Uh, I think it's a fine. I think it's a PK signing. Yeah, so I think that's what he excels at. I mean, just from what I've read, maybe I'm reading the wrong sources. But, no, um, no, you're right. I'd, uh, I'd say so. A PK signing, depth signing, a little bit of speed, a little bit of skill. Like, I mean, it's not going to be any worse than our depth signings last year. Really, like they did nothing for us last year. So, I think he offers more than more than them. And a little bit of speed and, and size. So, um, Dubé, I think, like, I mean, yeah, he's slotted into the third line right now, but he could take a spot. Like, you see flashes of it, you know, and even in this preseason where he just has shifts or stretches where he looks dominant. Like, he has the puck on his stick and he's skating around and he's making plays. I mean, that obviously hasn't materialized into too much, even though he scored a five on three power play goal. But I mean, again, a lot <laughs> of people could have scored that goal from with. That Pospisil, big the big uh, I think he's Czech, yeah, <laughs> sitting in front of the goalie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean anyway, I think he's had a good preseason actually. I mean maybe, and he's again playing center, so it's it's a little bit of an adjustment. And I said he came in with the top fitness results of anyone on the team. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't oh, know. He took over took over Gio's mantle, I guess. He, yes, yeah, he did. I think Man Manjapan is up there too. Um, um, oh, but he's been playing hockey all summer, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I don't know. I, I man, Dubé interests me ever since you know he was in juniors. I thought um, this pick was rock solid for a second round pick. I, I mean, obviously, he's been playing in the NHL, and I think he will be in the NHL for a long time. Um, yeah, and I hope. I just hope that's with us because I really do think you know, he has a lot of potential. Um, I don't know. Maybe he can put up sixty points one year. Who knows? 60 points would be amazing. I would be very happy with 60. Yeah, I'm hoping that, 70, actually. I think that's his peak. Like, I don't know if he's going to do much more, but I think in a top six role with, with a skilled player, and you know, I think that's that's where he can go. And he again, he's only been a full-timer. I think last year was his full, like, full Yeah, first year. full year. So he's still... Like, oh, I mean, like, full, full being an operative word there. They only played 56 games. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, normal, yeah. like... No fans the in the buildings. The year before, like he came in that right later, I think, right? Like yeah. my off a year. But um so this is a big year for him, I think, because he's looked good the last couple of preseasons and I think he is gonna get ice time this year. I I really do think they're gonna roll those three lines pretty loosely. Like I don't think we're gonna see a ton of ice time go to those top two lines. Like they'll get a, a few minutes more maybe, but um I still expect them to be around that 14, 15 minute mark, that third line. So, oh, yeah, yeah, easily. I, I can easily say, see that, especially with, uh, um, with, with, uh, what's it called? PK and PK time for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Absolutely. He, he'll have a chance and he has to show it. I mean, He's not obviously playing with the most skilled players, so like he's gonna his production will be limited this year, especially if he doesn't get power play time and stuff. But I think a good step for him would be consistency and uh, maybe a little bit more scoring if he can provide um, provide it. But yeah, I mean we got we have we have Luch on our second power play unit right now uh, as yeah. <laughs> as an F presence. So I mean if if things don't turn out there, I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, Dubé is is on the second power play unit. He's he's on the point right now with Noah Hannafin. Um, but you know, I I can I can easily see Blake Coleman jumping on to the second power play unit, even though he says that he's probably not going to score fifteen power play goals. I could see Blake Coleman scoring fifteen <laughs> power play goals. <laughs> That'd be nice. That would be a good year. It means he's probably yeah. close to thirty. So yeah, that would be a heck of a year. So that would be one heck of a year. I. I I, I have high hopes for, for Blake Coleman. I mean, I, I'm not expecting 30. Um, like, I'm not expecting, like, a 90-point season, but, you know, I'm expecting about 50. 
right? That's that's pretty good for he's, you know. He's the first signing that Brad has done in a while that like I mean, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but since Neil, because I thought Neil was gonna have success here too. But, yeah, me too. Well, yeah, uh, that's true. That's um, true. Maybe we shouldn't. Uh, yeah, there was hype. Like, but Neil was also very slow and getting like, getting up there. But uh, I feel differently about Coleman. I think he can still keep up. You know, at least. Yeah, um, I think he's still in his prime. To be very honest with you, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, he wasn't sheltered by any means in Tampa, but I mean, he wasn't playing a top six role. He was playing a pretty heavy third line role, but sure. uh, you know, I, I don't think that really took too much out of him. Uh, you, you don't see like he hasn't really had any um, big injuries over his career. He's still twenty nine years old, mm-hmm. um, so he, you know, I yeah. He put up numbers too in that third line role of Tampa. Like they're obviously yeah. a very good team, but he still he still scored. Yeah, like he he didn't disappear in that third line, so he still has I think a lot of potential to be a very good player. And I think it, it's the best UFA signing that Brad has done in maybe ever. <laughs> um, <other> than, <laughs> I don't know. Did he, he did he sign Hoodler? He, I think. Oh wait, yeah. I don't know if he traded or signed him. Yeah, that would. If, if I think he signed, he signed him, him. If he signed yeah. him, that that's probably the best one. But um, yeah, I think this one will pan out to be will pan out to be very good. I, I have a good feeling about Blake Coleman and what he can provide. Yeah. No, we signed him. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was uh, the four year, sixteen million dollar deal. That we signed yeah, him to that's for right. four mil too, like that was yeah, great value. Yeah, it panned out really well. That was a yeah, heck of a signing. Yeah, I liked. Hitler. Yeah, everyone liked Hitler. I think. Oh yeah, Hitler was great. Mm-hmm. We just get Detroit to develop all our top six forwards, and then we can <laughs> get to them later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one year, man, seventy six points in seventy eight games. Woo. That's when the hope started. We're like, oh, maybe we have something, you know? Yeah, and then nope, he. Uh, teetered <laughs> yeah 35 points in 53 the next year so yeah. oh, well killed it still one year it's good for most ufas on this team to be honest fair yeah yeah that's that's actually very true it's very it's under brad's tenure so. yeah speaking um, of brad a new brad richardson trevor lewis and milan lucic on the third on the fourth line yeah. i mean that's whatever it's whatever yeah, yeah. Daryl said, "Oh, they know how to win." I'm like, "Yeah, they knew how to win ten years ago." You could, <laughs> you know, like there's there's a limit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The game, the game ten years ago is is a lot it's different. Way different. Yeah, like, yeah. Gotta say, it's faster and and more of a skilled game, like, especially mm-hmm. in the regular season. We got to get to the postseason where all that stuff matters more. Like plugging in people who can't play hockey, you know, having an, a, an irrelevant fourth line, as last year showed it's not good enough. Like they need to be able to score at least to yep. generate momentum, you know, not just be hemmed in our own end, like for a minute and a half straight and take a penalty at the end of it, you know, it needs to be a productive line and we'll see what, how they do. I'm not hopeful though. I think this is just going to be <laughs> a dud of a fourth line again. Like we, we just need some skill on it. Like I even almost, I know Matthew Phillips has n- not had a good preseason so far. Yeah. But like, just like, just throw some skill on that line. Like throw yeah. some people who can who can actually do something with the puck in the offensive zone. Um, you know, give them offensive, give them an offensive zone start here once in a while, and, and just see what they can do. Like just a little bit of pressure and a little bit of confidence for those those players and that those lower lines. It really it can steamroll into your top line. You know, uh, or you know you have a situation you get hemmed in, and and now now Johnny and Monahan have to you know. They've been hemmed in, and they got to try to ch- turn the momentum. So it has a has a trickle up effect. So yeah, just, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But I mean, I I can also see I could also see Sutter using the backland line in those situations, right? Yeah, just as kind of a mop up role for for when they are hemmed in their own zones. And um, I mean, the I'm not expecting too much from Brad Richardson. I mean, he's a defensive forward, played pretty well, and like he filled his role in Phoenix. Um, or in Arizona, mm-hmm. um, and Trevor Lewis, I think he'll he'll bring something to the team. I mean, you know, he's he's won cups before, and um, he knows his job. Like he he knows what he's got to do under Daryl Sutter, and I think yes. you know that's that's going to be um, that's going to be a good thing. You know, it's something that uh, the coach won't have to have to think about. Just plug him in and 
they both understand each other implicitly. They know what they have to do or what's expected. Um, so. Yeah, just bang bodies, you know, get that energy going. Yeah, exactly. And I hope bang they bodies. They won't do that if they're hemmed in their own zone, but uh, no, they can. I hope they can do that for us. So I don't sure. know. We'll, we'll see how it pans out. Um, like I said, yeah. I'm not hopeful, but um, it's got to take some boys in the Blasties corner. That's what they got to do. That's, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see, I mean, as much as I would like to see it, I don't think it'll happen because it's Daryl Sutter, but I would like to see Glenn Godden or like you mm-hmm. said, Matthew Phillips fill that role on the fourth line center, just, just to give them a couple games, see what they can bring to the uh, team. Just, just a taste. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just a little tasty taste. I think there's potential in, in Phillips, especially. I think he could be something. I know he's tiny, but uh, he's gritty for a tiny guy. Like he doesn't. He's not scared. He's he's the opposite of Johnny. He'll go in the corners. Yeah. You know, first and, and take. It's like Marty San Louis, maybe. Yeah. yeah that's no, maybe not the flames, but yeah, <laughs> either. But yeah. hopefully not Marty San Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, defense. Should we talk about defense? Let's go. Um, so, okay. So I, I know, I know Mark Giordano was the heart and soul of this team. I know how good of a defenseman he is, Yeah, but you know, I, I really, I, I really believe that everybody's blowing the Giordano leaving way out of proportion. Like I understand he filled an important role. Um, but the guy's 38, he took a pretty big step back last season. He did. He was, taking a step back the season before that. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, I think that we can, we can move on without him. Like as much as I missed the guy, I loved Mark Giordano. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think that we were okay with letting him go because ultimately we want to turn the keys over to Matthew Kachuk. And I think their leadership styles just didn't mesh well. Um, and that's probably the reason why Brad decided not to to, to leave Mark unprotected. Um, I, I think we can I think we can move on okay without Mark Giordano. I mean, it, it, it's got to happen sometime, right? Um, getting that that contract off the books is. I mean, we didn't end up doing too much with it, but I digress. I, I think that. I mean, our, our defensive our defensive core is is not as strong as it was before. But you know, I have faith in Noah Hannafin and Chris Tanev as our top pairing. Um, I'm unsure about Nikita Zadorov in our top four, but <laughs> I think Rasmus Anderson is ready to step up. I do too. I, I thought he was going to do it last year, but uh, it's a tough year. Yeah, for him. But I think he's really talented. So mm-hmm. hopefully, he can take a step this year. Um, everyone forgets, you know, it's funny, but everyone forgets that, uh, you know, Rasmus Anderson, uh, everyone, I feel like at least this is the vibe I get just reading, uh, everything, you know, articles and media that Rasmus Anderson is the kid, you know, of the defensive, like the next one, but then everyone forgets that Noah Hannafin is, is, is younger yeah. than him. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Every, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, Hannafin. He's played 300 games in the NHL. We know what he is. I'm like, no, you don't know what he is. He's he's 23 or 24. Yeah. Like, he's still so young um, and has so much potential. I mean, he's a top paired defenseman on this team this year. Um, yeah. And potentially for the next, you know, however long, if he wants to be here for, you know, 10 years. So him taking a next step, I think, is another big part. Like, if he, if he can. Uh, take some what of at least from on the ice aspect of what Geo did, I th- and I think he can. I think we'll be okay as well. I think I agree with you there. So Geo definitely got old. Father time affects everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, Tanev had a great first year uh, with the Flames last season. I, I I can only see him improving on that. I mean, you know, he he didn't have any again, like you know one of his biggest knocks was injury prone, right? Like he wasn't going to play a full season and I, it was only 56 games, but he was still able to make it through. I mean, he, he didn't have any, he, there were no signs of him slowing down. He was arguably our best defenseman last year. Yes. Oh yeah. Tanev was fantastic. Um, I'm really happy with that. I guess that was, a, was that a signing or was that a trade? 
That was a signing. That was a good signing too. I should yeah. I should say that. Yeah. <laughs> give, Brad, give Brad some credit. <laughs> he didn't didn't not completely batting zero. Um uh yeah, I, lo- I loved Tanov last year and gave us that heart, you know, that energy, a little bit of soul. So fantastic. I, I'm excited to watch them play again. So Yeah. That top pairing is gonna be stellar. I have no doubt about it. Um well, it it but the other thing too is uh, we might see that t- that pairing split up as well. Um, Sutter did say that uh, he mentioned that he he would like to see how Hannafin does. Well, he actually his words were he believes Hannafin is ready to take on his own pairing. Um, okay, <laughs> I don't disagree with him actually. So, well, I mean that might work out because then you get Rasmus Anderson playing with Hannafin. Um, and then you can babysit Zadorov with Chris Tanev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let, let, let Zadorov explore his uh, limited offensive upside. <laughs> <laughs> or just 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 get Tanev to tell him where he needs to be in the defensive zone, and that's, <laughs> that's all right. he needs to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just just yeah. stand there and don't let anybody dry, escape uh, by you. Just seeing, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a season long of Tanev staring at Zadorov for being in a position. <laughs> He's got one of those cold stares, you know, yeah. just right into your soul. Um, Man, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Well, what about that uh, bottom pair? How do you feel? about them what do you think what do you think is going to be the majority of the time bottom two people i mean i'd like to see i'd like to see Yuso and shillington on that bottom pair oh yeah preaching to the choir that's what i want to see it's probably going to be Yuso and good branson for the first like maybe <laughs> week week <laughs> after their minus 40 to the first week of <laughs> oh my <laughs> god yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, um, and then we might see Michael Stone in there for a couple games. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mackie will probably get a couple games, but I, I, I don't know why. Like, I've seen some of the defensive lapses from Shillington, but the kid's got skating ability. Like, he can skate. Yes. He's got a decent shot. Like, just let him play. Like, let him play through it. Shillington. Like you're not giving him the opportunity to learn from his mistakes because every time he makes one, he gets benched. So he plays like he's worried about making a mistake. Like that's all he thinks about. He's not thinking about the game. He's thinking about shit. I can't make a mistake. And when you're playing hockey like that, a you're not having fun, and yeah. b like you're you're playing scared. Like you you can't do what you want to do because you don't want to make a mistake. So you need to show that guy a little bit of confidence. Let him play a little bit and, you know, just see what you really have in the guy. Because right now we don't know what we have in him. And he's got a lot of promise and I'd like to see what we have. Me too. I love Shillington. I think if we let, if we continue playing him like the way we have been, he's not going to want to be here. And I think that's going to, we're going to feel that one because I agree with you. The promise in his game, there's offensive upside. Uh, their skating is there. He can skate himself. He can skate out of most issues. Yeah, that he has like yeah, I've seen very, it happen. Very, very similar to Brody. Like he's a fantastic skater. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's def- there's defensive warts, but man, you can work through them. Like as many many offensive players in their time have. And I'm not comparing him to Eric Carlson by any means, <laughs> but similar. I mean, to me, a similar type. Like eventually, there comes a point where the offense should overdo the the mistakes, and there's so yeah. much potential there. Like him running a power play, like give him some time on PPT, and this is never going to happen this year because of just the way the team is and who's behind the bench, and which I'm approve of. I think Sutter is a good fit right now, but yeah, um, we'll we'll see. That and I'm I'm on board with you there. I think if we give him opportunity. Uh, Shillington will just flourish. I don't think he's going to falter. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think we just need to let the kid play. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of letting the kids play, but yeah. it's just you know. But we got Daryl Sutter. We got Daryl Sutter. He's he's got to find a balance. Like I, I do hope that you know he's he's got the 
he's got that um what's uh, what's reputation right of of only playing vets and you know there there are times and when you need that but i hope he can you know also mix it up a little bit you know me too i be a little bit more flexible i worry that, <laughs> that maybe this is a silly worry but i worry that we're gonna see just michael stone and Eric Branson on the bottom pair for the oh first God. bit. Just because, oh, they're vets. You know, the same I exact mean, reasoning. Yeah. Oh, they know how to play yeah. the game the right way. I'm like, no, they don't. No, yeah. the <laughs> Maybe on my beer league team, they could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think you, you might be right, man. You, I, I think we're probably going to see Stone and Goodbranson opening night. Yeah, like Stone, Goodbranson, Anderson, Zadorov, Tanev, Hannafin. Like that is potentially opening, opening night defensive roster, and it just oh pains my me God. to see. Because I don't think uh, I don't think Sutter likes young defensemen very much at all. So we'll see. Yeah, Shillington is playing top is playing with Tanev today, so this is a potentially a, oh. a big opportunity. So oh, that's good. Yeah, so we'll see that's really good in preseason. Of course, but still, though, if if he can if he can step up and show that you know, show something. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm I'm I mean, I guess he can't really do anything, but he's still an RFA. But I'm surprised he still wants to be here. <laughs> I'd be so mad if I were him. Like he's been he's been passed over so many times, benched so many times. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous that. Uh, like I don't even like, and it doesn't even seem like he's got an attitude problem either. He's just like, yep, no. I'm ready to work. Like, yep, I think from all accounts that I've heard, like maybe some of his draft rumors that he had a bad attitude, but I haven't seen any of that. So yeah, rid of any of that. So yeah, and um, maybe the only thing keeping him here is our Swedish contingent. You know, we're the the Sweden of the league. So true. That's uh, very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. I mean, we we still only have like what? We only got three, three Swedes. Oh no, I guess four now. With so Marstrom, Shillington, Marstrom, Anderson, Backlund, Lindholm. I oh think yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's they they they're in there. Rasmus. Yeah, Rasmus. Yeah, that's right. So it's all right. Yeah, we got. I I, <laughs> I guess we have like half of the. The Swedish Olympic teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you listen or watch that the hockey guy, but when the Sweden when he was looking at potential Olympic teams, I was like, oh yeah, there's a uh, yeah, there's a lot of flames on there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's true. We should be. Yeah, I mean, we're good enough to be an Olympic team, so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sweden, yeah. For Sweden, yeah. I mean, hey, they got Pedersen. I'd like to have Pedersen. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm curious what he does this year. Kind of oh yeah, I guess they're not signed yet, are they? Oh no. man, nah, I know we have a fantasy draft coming up, and like, do we yeah, I guess they were probably keepers, but um, Pedersen was a keeper. Yes, yeah, as he was not yeah. a keeper. Um, you know what? He is a keeper. Yeah, there you go. Both keepers. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but um, anyway. I so think goalies. we should wrap this up. Yeah, goalies. I mean, goalies real quick. But, yeah, let's talk. I mean, we. I. I think it's it's pretty set in stone. I think our goalies. Yeah. Right. How do you feel about Ladar as a backup? Like, how do you think? How many games do you think he's going to get? And what kind of numbers do you think he's going to do? I mean, I hope he gets thirty. Because then that means you know we can save Markstrom, uh, for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, I mean, if if Daryl had his way, he'd play the guy like eighty games. Kippersoff during the season, yeah, Kippersoff esque, yeah. Um, and you know, if it was Kipper, no problem. You know, Kipper yeah, was Kipper. Right. He but, smoked. Uh, he played two games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Markstrom. He's. Uh, I wouldn't say he's injury prone, but you know, he's he's had a couple injuries over his career. Yes. Um. Last year wasn't the greatest start, but uh, he rebounded okay, I guess. Um, it was a weird year, right? It was like the first was. half of the season, he was our MVP. He was the reason we were in the game. Competent. Um, yeah. yeah. And then 
after the all-star break always happens the flames like i think they should get get rid of it because it's <laughs> just so don't fucking go. dumb <laughs> just don't play it yeah yeah um because yeah the, the, every year the flames after the all-star break they just shit for like they just ruin their playoff chances after the all-star break they just like i don't know what they do uh, like go to on booze cruise all week and then just fucking come into the rink on a bender or what but i don't want to get into johnny and monahan rumors but uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i don't know but it's not just them either it's like the whole team yeah yeah it is like it, it's not just johnny and Mon- it's like the entire team just like just shits the bed and doesn't know how to play hockey anymore after a week off it's, um it's okay. it's really really weird but you know, he gets injured, Markstrom does, after the All-Star break. And then I, I get it. Like, it's hard to come back from an injury and kind of play the way. Like, it's goalies are all about feel, right? Like, as soon as you're off for that long, it's it kind of messes you up. So um, he was figuring it out by the end, but it was too late, obviously. Um, we were already out. So you know, I'm, I'm expecting Markstrom to get at least at least 50 starts. Um and I, I hope Ladar gets gets thirty of them. I'm I'm I have high hopes for Ladar, man. I, I think he'll, I think he'll like. I'm hoping for at least a nine eighteen save percentage. Wow, that's uh, very specific. Well, it's <laughs> like it's about you know nine seventeen to be a disappointment. Yeah, nine eighteen. Nine eighteen is a sweet spot. That's the one. Um, yeah, I mean, I I have high hopes for Ladar. I think he's going to be. He's. I think he showed really well in Boston, minus that one game where they hung him out to dry for eight goals. Yeah, not his fault. Um, and uh, when I was watching him, like he was positionally sound. He made a lot of great saves. Um, like he made all the saves that he should have made. Um, yeah, in that four nothing game, he stacked the pads. Even yeah, that was, uh, nice. that was sick, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to more of those because then I can start saying Daniel. Flatta. Don't do it. Especially do <laughs> do haven't made a Darth Vader joke yet. Well, everybody makes a Vader joke, but I want to make the Vlada. <laughs> well, that that could be your thing. Grandma. That's gonna be our thing. That's gonna yeah, be our thing. Okay, maybe your thing. Just... <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, that's right. On Blasty's, in Blasty's corner. Blasty's corner. Daniel Vlada. Um, uh, <laughs> but what what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm right with you there. I think he's only going to get 15 games, but um, 15. Unless, wow. Un- unless uh, Markstrom gets hurt, then he'll get more. But yeah, I think like uh, he'll be. I think 15. Wait, no, sorry, my math is off. 20, 20. I, I think Markstrom will be near 60 games, if not over, unless he get hurt. Unless he gets hurt. Yeah, see, that's what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. If he's playing that many games, his risk of injury goes through the roof. For sure. Yeah, I, but I, I think Vidar will be will be great in those in those games. I think he's going to have a good year with us. I think. Yeah. This this will be his first real taste. You know, he had a couple games last year, but this will be his first taste to being a full time backup. So. I am surprised that uh, the Bruins let him go. Me too. After after giving up. Uh, I mean, is he better than Linus Olmark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what are they doing? Like, I, their goaltending situation looks horrible for this yeah. year. Like, what are they going to do? Like, they got, well, got like, because Swayman even played a game in the NHL? He played, he yeah, he played a, uh, a couple games last year. Did he? Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I think he had better numbers than, than, uh, than Vladar. But he oh. only played like maybe two more games in him or something. Okay. Let me see well, here. Let me pull maybe it up. He'll be fine. Oh, he played ten games. He played ten games. Oh, okay. Had a one point five goals against average, wow. nine forty five save percentage. Wow. Okay. That's impressive. Yeah, nine games in the AHL last year. One eighty nine, nine thirty three save percentage. That's yeah. That's yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good. Playoffs though, one game, three sixteen goals against average, six sixty. Seven. Uh, another Six one bites the dust. <laughs> another one bites the dust. Yeah, he's younger too. He's twenty-two. Vladar, I think, is twenty-four. It's the old. Uh, maybe he's the new Brian Elliott. Elliott. Good in the regular season, and playoff comes, and he lets in a floater from the. Oh my god! Yeah, that was the, the worst. Just love yeah. about that goal. <laughs> <laughs> 
had total control of the game and that one goes in and they come back and win it. Yeah. Disappointing. No, that was, yep. Yep. That was Brian Elliott, man. Now he's the mentor to Carter Hart. Or no, where is he now? I don't even know where he is. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I think he moved. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, um, Vladar had ten games in the AHL last year, two nineteen, nine twenty three save percentage. Um, With a dud in there. No, the, the at the NHL level, he had five games, three forty, eight eighty six. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, but I think if you if you removed that one game where he literally was hung out to dry for seven goals, yeah, um, his save percentage drops to like nine thirty something yeah like 930 or, or 928 maybe 923 um, is ringing bells but it could just be it uh, could be it yeah that could be it whispering that um, you're out of the out of the window. yeah yeah um so yeah i mean i'm i'm excited for this guy i i think he's uh and for a draft for a third round pick easy yeah like third round picks rarely make it yeah yeah so. exactly so still are arbitration eligible like it's yeah, no brainer NHL ready goalie. That's, yeah, that's yeah, good exactly. Job. There's, there's like, you know, Brad just needs to appoint somebody else to be the free agent signer, and he just needs <laughs> right. to focus on making trades because hopefully, he's... <laughs> hopefully not his pro scout whoever's giving him. <laughs> maybe that's what he's been doing and needs to take the reins. Who knows? Oh, maybe yeah. Only true, Brad true. knows. Yeah, very no true. One's, no one's calling him the wizard anymore, though. So no, yeah, that's for sure. Um. But yeah, first episode, man. We better wrap this up. We're already at an hour and four minutes. Yeah. We were wondering if we'd fit in 30. This <laughs> <laughs> is what happens. This is what happens. Why don't you start Good. talking hockey? This is a great chat. Yeah. It's what happens in Blasty's Corner, man. Blasty's Corner. We need to come up with Blasty's Corner. Uh, huh? We need to come up with like a, a phrase, catchphrase or something. That we already have it. What is it? Lassie's Corner? Where's it? Daniel. Vladar? No, <laughs> don't, don't say it. Don't, don't do it. You don't have to do it. Vlada. Well, there goes our viewers. Now, now, <laughs> now we have just two, you and me, when we listen just to Just two, yeah. Well, my wife will probably listen to this, too. Oh, there you go. I don't know. I'll make her listen to it. <laughs> it's got to post it on all the webs. Yeah. you yeah. gotta you got to get a social media guru. Yeah, well, uh, until we do that, if y'all could follow us at Blasty's Corner on Twitter, that would be much appreciated. We'd welcome any and all feedback. Um, I mean, I'm opening Pandora's box here, but... Uh, as long as it's positive feedback, we're open to all. <laughs> yeah, what Chris said. And if you have questions, we'd love to answer them too. We'd love to pontificate and ponder your questions. If you've got any, we would love to, to hear from you guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, this will do it for the inaugural first episode of Blasty's Corner. We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you on Monday. We'll talk Peace. to you later. Peace. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.